That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Raymer. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. If you've been a long-time listener, welcome back. I'm also so glad you're here. Good to be here with you. How to build a solid financial foundation in recovery. We're going to be talking about what that looks like, how you can build a solid financial foundation in recovery as well. Our guest today is Paul Rue. And Paul is a financial coach that helps people in recovery take control of their finances so they can live the life that they were created for. Uh, Paul knows from personal experience that recovery requires building a strong foundation, uh, and he believes our own financial health is no different. Uh, With a bachelor's degree in commerce, a postgraduate diploma in financial planning, and over 10 years experience in the financial services industry, uh, Paul has gained a vast amount of skills and knowledge around personal finances, and it's such an important topic, not only uh, in just the regular world, but of course in recovery. Uh, He also shares his own story battling addiction in a book called The Addiction Diaries, uh, and we'll put everything mentioned today uh, or from today's podcast in the show notes, so it's very easy for you to find. And uh, I'm excited to talk to Paul. We're going to get to him in just a minute. But first, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Uh, of course, join us on Locals. Uh, if you're looking for a sober community, it's kind of like Instagram meets Patreon. Uh, you can help support us there uh, and be a part of a growing sober community that's safe. Uh, so important there. Uh, it also help you stay accountable. Have some fun. We have about 200 active members right now or just about that. Uh, we just started it just a couple of months ago. I'd love to have you join right now. You can download the Locals app or you can go to that soberguypodcast.locals.com. And uh, once again, those links are in the show notes. Uh, man, finances, money, just to put it bluntly, uh, such an important thing, such a, a struggle for many. I know I have had my own uh, struggles with finances and I still continue to learn uh, you know, new things and, and try to grow in that aspect uh, in, in just life in general, trying to raise a family. And then of course, uh, pl- applying those principles, uh, the same principles I learned being sober that I learned in, in recovery, trying to apply some of those to the financial part of life uh, too. So uh, super excited to talk to Paul. Uh, thanks so much, man, for coming on the podcast today, my friend. How are you? I'm good, Shane, man. It's, uh, it's awesome to be here. Uh, really excited uh, to, um, to to talk about finances and recovery. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I think it's a topic that uh, you know you don't you don't hear about it so often. I think is in the format of of people in recovery. Obviously, there's tons of finance podcasts and uh, you know from all different types of aspects of that. Uh, but it's something I know on this show that I don't think we have over 300 and uh, what is it? What is this? 60 something. I don't know. We have a, a lot of episodes and I don't know that we've ever really dove into the finance aspect in recovery. So I'm stoked to do that with you today. Uh, before we do that, I have one kind of opening question. Uh, it's kind of a new one we're trying out here. Uh, share something that you believe about being sober or getting sober uh, that some people might disagree with. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, you know, for me, what came to mo- uh, what comes to mind is that recovery is is uh, not an event. You know, it's mm. a journey, and a lot of people, um, certainly outside of recovery, have 
you know, ask the question, oh, are you still going to meetings? Is that still happening? Um, you know, and I just feel like it's not like we get uh, sober on Monday and then by Tuesday we're fine. You know, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's a journey, right? It's a journey of self-awareness self, uh, and growth. Um, and it's an exciting journey too. I mean, we're learning so much about myself, so much about life and really appreciating life. And it's um, some of the things, you know, I need to take time and learn some of the things I'm still learning, you know, I'm coming on 10 years and I'm, and I feel like sometimes I'm still a newcomer with a lot of things, you know, I, I and I feel like that's also a, a healthy, a healthier attitude to have, you know, I don't want to think like, yeah, I've, I've made it, you know, I've got it. I got this thing figured out because the moment I start thinking like that, um, that's when I start getting into trouble again, you know, and um, I still, my, my people outside of recovery, like my family, they, they have a trouble understanding that. I think that's, yeah. you know, I don't know if you can relate to that, Shane. Uh, absolutely, man. It's, uh, it is tough to understand sometimes that it's not just, a, you know, for someone who, who hasn't experienced it themselves or watched a loved one go through it. It doesn't happen overnight. Like you said, it's that good old classic cliche. Like it's not a sprint, it's a marathon, you know. Um, and yeah. you, you hit on something that I really love and I really love to, to point out and, and talk about is that. Um, you're, you're learning throughout that whole process and you're learning about who you are, you know, as a, as a man, like who is Paul, who is Shane? Like we, we get to do that growing day in and day out. And man, some days, some days I, I don't like who Shane is depending on the day, you know, I have bad days too. Um, but I think yeah. the point is, is that we're, um, we're on that journey and we're trying to improve and, and get better and, and enjoy the experience, uh, at, at the same time. Um, I noticed, uh, uh one of the, th and I, I want to get into a little bit about your, your backstory, your own journey to mm. sobriety, what that looked like. Um, I noticed though, that, that the book, your story is, is in the book and we'll put that link in the show notes for anyone who wants to check it out. That was a collective effort. And I I've, I've worked a little bit with Anna David before. I know she did, I think some of the editing or, um, worked on that and Ryan Hampton, a couple of other people on there. I thought that was pretty cool, man, that you guys kind of got together and, and did that book as a collective unit. Yeah, yeah, no, it was really cool working with with Anna. She's fantastic. Uh, she, you know, she's got her publishing company up in in LA, yeah. and um, and then also chatting with Ryan as well. I mean, he's got some great insight, um, and he's doing some wonderful uh, work in the US, right, around his you know recovery yeah. and and things like that, bringing a lot of awareness. Um, so both wonderful people. I mean, I mean, it's just was fantastic to work with them. And it was really exciting to get, um, not just my story out, but everyone else's story in the book. Hey, I yeah. mean, uh, and just so all bunch of people, different backgrounds, just trying to carry the message, you know, and it was okay. awesome to, to have that and, uh, wonderful. I mean, um, it was just a privilege really yeah. to, to be part of, part of something like that. Yeah, it, 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 it really looked like it uh, is a great book. Like I said, it's in the show notes. It's called The Addiction Diary. So if anyone wants to check Paul's story out in the book or any of the other folks' stories that are in there, uh, I really think it was a great project. So um, let's get into that a little bit, Paul. Give us a little backstory about your own uh, journey to sobriety. Yeah, man. Uh, so for me, you know, uh, I guess I was sort of with my shares uh, that I felt uh, different growing up, you know. As a kid, I couldn't quite relate to everybody else. I always felt the outsider, sort of outside looking in um, and awkward social situations used to come up a lot. Um, and, you know, that that was and then in high school, finding alcohol, experimenting a bit. Uh, but it was only until, 
Yeah, like university, the thing started to to sort of take flight in terms of my drinking and my alcoholism. Um, and really, it was drinking because I wanted to experience fun and enjoy life. But um, you know, I was I was trying to run away from something. I was running away, escaping the life, the, the day-to-day life. I wanted uh, excitement and I was thinking that oh, I could find it in a bottle. Um, and that was really my 20s, man. And my 20s was just full of uh, crazy times where I would be searching and looking for alcohol, experimenting mm. with drugs and then getting into car accidents, uh, spending copious amounts of money at places that I shouldn't be going to, doing things. Um it was it was crazy. I mean, uh, what we did, you know, and um, and then finding recovery. It took a while in the sense that I I um, a year before I went into rehab, I went to a meeting mm-hmm. and I was um, interested, but I was doing it for my family. I wasn't doing it for me, you know, and uh, that's it didn't work. I lasted three months and then I blamed the program. You know, it's the program's <laughs> fault. Uh, yeah. um, you know, it's, it, I'm different. Uh, I, I need something else. And, um, but a year later I got into rehab and I realized at that point I needed to change that something I was, I hit rock bottom and I, you know, it was this dis- desperation. If I could summarize active addiction in one word, it was pain. Because I, I got pain and I was just trying to dose that pain with drugs and trying to numb that pain. And then that pain would keep coming back again and again. Um, and it was paralyzing to me and I didn't know what to do. So feeling hope, you know, helpless and uh, I didn't know. I had nowhere to turn to. So um, my parents found out about this place. It was in uh, South Africa uh, where I grew up. Uh, well, I grew up in South Africa, but I had to f- travel down to... KZN, uh, which is a province about four hours away from where we lived. And I got to this farm and I was, uh, that's where I got sober. And a lot of the story around in the addiction diaries about the farm mm. and uh, just, yeah, having interactions with, with livestock and dealing with like animals and cows and herding cows and chasing sheep i don't know if you've chased a sheep before but they're fast <laughs> i haven't but it sounds interesting and fun it sounds hard too i don't know if i'd catch one yeah yeah no it was uh it was tough i mean i just picture you're you're in a, it's it's raining there's a whole bunch of mud around you're trying to uh chase catch the sheep so the va- the sheep needs to be vaccinated because um for its health um, so you got about, you know, four or five guys trying to run around and slip over the mud and like chasing the sheep and <laughs> stuff like that. It was, I mean, yeah, so that was, those are the days, but it, it was tough. It was tough. It was uncomfortable. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you know what, it was supposed to be uncomfortable because it was going against everything that I knew and I needed to try something different. Right. Um, so you totally and, had uh, to get out of your comfort zone. And I think that's what a lot of people yeah. uh, struggle with, including, you know, my own self, especially in the beginning is like, nobody wants to be uncomfortable. We don't want to change. We don't want to do the things that we know, um, you know, are kind of foreign to us that we've never done before. You were kind of thrust into 
into that and uh <laughs> and there you know there you go you're you're chasing sheep around and um dealing with animals and i've heard animals have such a good way of um of working with people who are either sick or uh, maybe they're struggling struggling with addiction um sounds like that was kind of a, a part that helped you kind of get through it too yeah definitely yeah i mean there was some wonderful dogs there as well uh, which, you know, um, I know a lot of people have therapy dogs and they were really, they did provide a lot of therapy. It was just nice to have them around as a comfort. Um, but yeah, we were hard at work, you know, it, they really tried to put life on life's terms on the farm. So up at early quarter to five in the morning, um, you got quiet time and then it was getting your chores and responsibilities done, like cleaning the pig pens, um, cooking and cleaning and, and all the rest of it, right, that a day provides and uh, getting your step work done in the, in the morning and having to try to get that all done on time um, and practicing, you know, principles like responsibility and, and honesty and integrity and things like that. So they really try to introduce those, those things um, and in a, in a working sort of environment, um, which I, you know, it helped me because I, I pretty much hated every moment of it. And that was probably a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got to get uncomfortable. Yeah. That's the thing. And the, the 445 or quarter to five wake up call, that's an early one, you know, ready, ready to go. But I think that structure is so important. I can definitely relate to that. When I was in my own uh, treatment facility, everything was structured and that helped to, although it was a bit uncomfortable, it helped to get me back on a schedule and get me back on um, some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of agenda for the day where I was feeling purpose i had things to do things to stay busy and then do my work on on uh you know the recovery aspect of my life too yeah yeah exactly exactly which is so important right so yeah. important so what uh what what kind of what when do you think the 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 turn kind of was made um and and maybe you know the the light bulb moment or the, the moment of clarity whatever we want to refer to it as where something kind of clicked for you and and you 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 started going down the path um of of staying sober yeah uh well i would say you know a big a big moment for me and the big decision that i made was make doing recovery for myself that was that was a that was a pivotal moment because that uh, allowed me to now um, get serious and take responsibility for my own recovery, right? Because, you know, up until then, I was just wanting to please other people, get other people off my back, that sort of thing, right? So making that decision for myself um, and doing that in, 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 on the farm was big. But you know what, the, what a really amazing moment and um, was <clears throat> I was going, working on my step my step three at the time and uh my sponsor on the farm uh said to me you know like uh can we pray for you and uh up until then i, I would have said uh you know maybe not but uh i just thought you know what let's do it I'm, i was willing you know yeah. going through um and i said yes let's do that and i kid you not shane what happened was the most amazing thing I started to feel peace come over me. You know, they were praying for peace. They were praying for peace to come through. And uh, that that spiritual awakening happened. It was the most wonderful thing that I've ever experienced. I mean, yeah. I was filled with thoughts up until then in my head. You know, everything was just chaotic in my mind. And yeah. all that within seconds just, just dissipated. 
And I was feeling this peace just rain through me and I felt God's presence. And it was just this moment of, of clarity that, yeah, oh my gosh, this program actually works, right? This, this program uh, that they say, you know, just keep coming back, keep coming back. Um, and uh, that moment was so powerful for me. Uh, I remember writing in my reflections that night, uh, we would just write about how the day went, what can we do to improve? And I remember saying, this is the happiest day of my life. <laughs> and I was in rehab. I mean, who has happy yeah. days in rehab? But I, I mean, I generally did. It was this experience of joy that yeah. I got. And uh, I, was, I was just blown away. Yeah, I, I feel, I feel uh, like that experience it, for me at least it was literally the weight of the world just lifted off of my shoulders like i could almost physically yes. feel it and it sounds kind of like that's what you experienced too is something like that and you said i felt god's presence and i i love that so much man and, and i always preface that for everyone out there like everyone's on their own journey it doesn't have to be this god or that god or my god or your god just pick some just pick some god some spiritual higher power for yourself that can help help uh pull you out of that of that spot you know and that's that's so amazing man i'm so happy to hear that you experience that too it's so cool when you hear other people's shares like that you know because you're like oh yeah i know exactly what you're talking about yes freedom right yeah <laughs> yeah it's so exciting you know and I, you sort of want to tell everybody right and you just yeah. want to so like oh my gosh this is what happened and uh it's uh it's really special yeah so you yeah. know and i think to some other people you might even sound a bit crazy right like geez this guy you know but uh <laughs> yeah. it's really cool it's amazing it's one of those wonderful experiences yeah yeah so what do you think uh so we're going to get into the to the finance piece of this in just a second because I, I i'm so curious to dive into that um what do you yeah. think the one of the the greatest things about you know your sobriety um being sober like what what is what has that been for you if you could share that with someone like what what's your best part the best part for me is is having a relationship with with god god of my understanding you know and having someone in my corner and feeling not feeling alone anymore um and being able to turn to him at any point at any time of the day i don't have to be in a meeting i can pray outside of meetings um and going to that quiet place wherever you know and everyone's different and everyone has their own uh their own place or, or routine around that right and yeah. and i just love the fact that we can do it i mean for me without god i couldn't have gotten where i am today and i could not have uh, had the strength to carry on you know recovery is is can be hard especially in the beginning and being able to not rest in my own strength because the moment i start doing that is that's when things get uh, really difficult and that's when i start to um go back to my old ways right my old behavior yeah yeah that's good yeah um all right simple question for you paul how much money did you save when you got sober versus when you were drinking and using <laughs> <laughs> you know it's a uh, saving was uh i i never saved right when i was in active yeah. addiction i i just had this oh well you know you live once and you know attitude and um just go and experience life now and and so I live for the weekend, that kind of thing. Um, so saving was just completely uh, far, yeah. uh, just such a far off concept. So, um, yeah, I mean, but it was. Um, did you did you notice a, did you notice a difference though? I guess maybe I could kind of follow up like you. Did you notice yeah. a difference? 
um, from when you got sober that your that your financial position began to change because you weren't spending it. I mean, it's kind of an obvious answer or question, I guess, but I just kind of want to hear your take on it. Um, you know, from when you were drinking to when you got sober, was there a big difference there? Yeah, there was a difference in terms of my thoughts, how I thought about it, you know, mm. because I needed to now, you know, take, be responsible, right, for my recovery and, and for my, uh, be self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, so all of a sudden there was a big shift in like, okay, my spending habits need to be budgeted. So budgeting every month, like I really, uh, and running a budget with my sponsor, which I never did. I never did any of that. Um, and um, I, in the beginning, I was working two jobs as a waiter, um, working seven days a week. And, uh, you know, I was grateful for the job and things like that, but I had to budget very carefully because it was, you know, I didn't have a lot of leeway um, in terms of, of money, right? And uh, so I just had enough money to pay rent, to get enough food on the table, to put petrol in the car so I could... Uh, go to go to work yeah so it was just the responsibility and that shift moved me from a place where i needed to where i wasn't concerned at all to now i need to be yeah. focused and well, more mindful around it and I, I think it goes back you can kind of tie this together with some of the first stuff we started to talk about like recovery is uh, it's a marathon it's a journey it's you're learning these things as you go so this was this was part of that early process for you not just a dollar change which you know which obviously it starts to happen if uh, maybe more organically or targeted depending how you're looking at it but um you do it one step at a time you do it one piece at a time and so you had a mind sh a mind shift a new mindset in that having to budget having to um you know live a different way than you lived before so what what does a solid financial foundation look like if we kind of go into that yeah yeah that's a good question shane so you know, I've uh, been working, uh, just a quick uh, backstory, you know, I worked as a financial advisor um, when I was in, in, in my 20s a little bit, but mostly in recovery um, and uh, spending a lot of time in that field in the financial services industry. Um, and what I've come and I've looking at different people and how they, they look at finances and things like that. And what I've realized is it's very important to have a foundation, A, and to look at what you're spending your money on and why you're spending your money on it um, and the motives behind it. So certainly when it comes to a financial foundation, it's about having a healthy mindset for one and thinking about money in a responsible way. Yes, I want, you know, I want people to have fun and enjoy things and go out and, and maybe, you know, spend money on shoes that you like and things like that. Yes, but at the same time, you got to think, well, does it fit in my budget? Can I afford it right now? Or can I wait six months? You know, it's, it's sort of that thinking. Is yeah. it a want or a need now? So having that mindset is part of the foundation. Also then is looking at um, having money tucked away for emergencies. It's so vital. You know, Shane, we are thinking now, even with the pandemic, right? There were so many people that have been um, hit financially hard. And it's sad. It's so sad to see, you know, and... Uh, if we can try and avoid these things as much as we can, we must we must do that. And one of the things is planning for the what ifs, right? What if yeah. things go pear shaped for like for you know a while? Um, you know, generally my my rule is if and uh, if you're employed, if you're working for someone, have three months of your of expenses tucked away in a yeah. savings account, right? If you're self employed, um, you know, 
push that up to six months. Um, and, uh, you know, if you've got a baby on the way and things like that, yeah, keep piling in the, into the cash. You never know. Like you, 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 you got to put, put money away for these sort of things. And then um, also debt, you know, try to pay down that debt as quickly as possible. It's vital. Um, you know, debt is, uh, is a burden on us and affects, affects us emotionally. Um, and we can try to pretend that it's not a big deal, but it actually is. And it does affect us in more yeah. ways than one. So, so we got to have that debt paid off as quickly as possible. And then it's amazing how, how you feel once that, with that lot, when you send that last payment across, mm, you know, yeah. feeling the freedom that you mentioned a, a big weight off your shoulders. I mean, that happens Absolutely. when we're paying off debt, right? Yeah. yeah. So having those in place is important. Yeah. The, the emergency uh, savings account is the, the, I think for, I think the stress level, it just go, when you know that you at least have a little something, you know, maybe it's not even a whole lot, doesn't, I mean, but it's something, a thousand bucks or something, just, just in case yes. something happens, the stress level just goes, it's, it's, it's a lot easier, you know, way easier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. This is good. Good stuff. I'm, I'm looking at some of the questions here. I'm, I'm looking at which one I want to tee up and I, I think, I, I think I see it here. Um, <laughs> What are some of the common mistakes people make when managing their money? A big one I see is um, they live beyond their means. Mm. Yeah. So if you're earning $100,000 a year or whatever, um, you want to spend $120,000 a year or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. We're a, a big thing for me and what I've got to watch out is, um, is the comparison trap, right? Comparing my life yeah. to someone else and thinking, oh, I've got to chase a lifestyle that I'm, maybe I'm not ready for yet. Yeah. Um, that, that I need to humble myself and say, you know what, that's fine, but I'm not there yet and my budget doesn't cater for that, yeah. that kind of lifestyle at the moment. So I need to push, pull back. And if you're earning 100000 or $50,000 a year, you know, if you're earning 50, you, you spend 40. So you, you put away 10, at least, you know, the, that's yeah. that and having that mentality. So that's a big one. Um, that's that, sh that then, champagne taste on a Pops blue ribbon budget type of thing, right? Yeah, we got to be careful yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So budgeting, um, and then, yeah, you know, it's so easy to get into debt, right? And then also, you know, we've got these um, stores that are offering the cards and then yeah. you, you're, and they are, they offering all these special deals and things like that. But you know what? I always think, you know, avoid that kind of stuff. Yeah. If you want to, if you see an item, can you pay for it in cash? If the answer is no, then you need to save up and then you can pay for it later. But putting it on a credit card and paying it off over six months for me, that is a, it's, it's happened so often, but it just gets people into trouble a lot quicker because once yeah. you're in debt a little bit, it's a little, it's a little bit, it's so easier to get into debt even more. You know, what's another thousand bucks, right? Yeah. What's another thousand, you know, I'll, I'll just pay it off again. And six, and that's that, that thinking can get, it certainly yeah. got me into trouble so quickly, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of what you're talking about, it sounds like mindset, you know, and it, it, I keep, I keep yeah. coming back to this mindset. So why does your mindset matter so much when you're dealing with, with money? Yeah. Mindset's huge. You know, um, Dave Ramsey uh, puts this, he's big in, you know, in the U S mm -hmm. um, and he puts this point across big. And, and I really believe it myself is, is, you know, money, when it comes to money, it's 80% behavior and 20% yeah. knowledge, what you know. And, uh, our mindset and our behavior is is um, 
it's all, it's impacted by our beliefs. It's impacted by our own experiences of life and our, our thoughts about money. And if we can shift that behavior in a way that's going to point us in a, in a good, uh, good position or a good trajectory, trajectory, sorry, uh, going forward, it's it's gonna it's gonna be wonderful, right? So yeah. just shifting that mindset to thinking, all right, being more responsible, uh, living less than what I earn, and paying off debt, having money tucked away, and then you know putting away fifteen percent for my future investments, uh, that sort of yeah. thing. So the, and then um, saving for a holiday and paying for it in cash rather mm-hmm. than putting on a credit card yeah. and then taking six to eight months to pay pay it off. Um, it's again, yeah, it's mindset. You know, it's not you. Um, it's not so much what you know; it's what you do at the end of the day that counts. Huh. You know, yeah, you can. Good. You know, that's that's important. I uh, I noticed too. Like, so for those of us in in recovery, right? We alcohol is a tool. We'll just use that. The first one that comes to mind. For biggest one I struggled with. Um, we use tools in order to cope to deal with things. Right. I find myself still. I, I stro- the, and I've been very open about this on the podcast and just in general in life, friends, family, whatever. Food and and then shopping, right? Those are two things yeah. that can supplement the alcohol. And I like I I'll find myself scrolling on Amazon. You want to check out a little bit, you know. You want to just check out and sit there and then, oh man, I, I really like this pair of shoes. I really like this shirt, yeah. and you know, um, it's not gonna break my bank to to you know to buy the pair of shoes or the shirt. It, and but at the same time, I still should be very aware and very conscious of those um, of those moments when I'm doing that. Do you do you uh, find uh, or have any thoughts about that, or do you find do you ever do that, or do you work with people who do that? Yeah. Yeah, I do that. Definitely. I do that. I find myself, uh, I mean, it's so, I mean, the way they set these uh, things up, right. I mean, yeah. it's so convenient. Oh, totally. Um, it's so convenient and, and it's, it's supposed to you know, the one click and you're done and then it's you're, like you're that at the checkout. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Right. And it's, yeah. it's all there and it's such a, it's uh, it grabs you every time. And I mean, that's yeah. what they want. They want you to stay on these, on these apps as long as possible. That, yeah. That's how they're designed. So um, I think just being aware of it, right? And just, I think that that's a good start and just being aware of that behavior and saying, hey, wait a minute, I'm on it again. Um, do I need to be on it? Um, is this something that I actually want or is it something that I need right yeah. now? Um, and you know what? I always sort of say to my clients, you know, pay yourself first and get all that sort of that thing done and yeah. put money away and then whatever's left. Yeah. Go for it. You know, yeah. if, if you've, if you've budgeted for it and stuff like that, sure. Sure. Um, you know, yeah, we got to enjoy life too. I mean, that's, you know, if there's something that we like, we must yeah. go for it, but I think we got to budget for it and plan for it too. Yeah. And we have to, you're, you're kind of saying we have to have some balance in there. Like we want to have fun. We still want to live life, but like, you got to be smart. You got to have mindset back to mindset, right? Straight, you know, you got yes. strategies, you have yeah. a budget. Um, okay. Yeah. This, this is good stuff, man. Um, what, uh, what, what made you want to get into financial coaching, man? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I mentioned before, so I'm working as a financial advisor, uh, working for, um, for, for different companies over the years. And I enjoyed guiding and inspiring people to, to either save or invest and stuff like that. But I realized qu- quite quickly that I, there was something missing and I, and I felt, really felt called 
to be in a space where I was working a little bit more closely yeah. with my clients. And I find like financial coaching allows me to do that. Um, and I'm not <clears throat> sort of uh, working for a company um, and, and I'm, I'm able to, to really d- dig deep with my yeah. clients and go into a deep dive right around what, what's behind their purchasing and, and their spending habits. What's the behavior? How can we look at that? Um, and so on. Um, and also being in recovery, I feeling a huge need that, that this financial coaching could really help in this space too, because um, yeah. I know there's certainly, in uh, my experience, people that, that need it. Um, I certainly needed it in, in my early stages. Um, and I had to study all this stuff as a financial advisor. So I really, being a coach for me, I felt called to do it. Honestly, so what what is the difference to uh, between an advisor, like a financial advisor, or a financial coach? Yeah, so an advisor is is someone that's going to maybe be uh, put you into a specific product, like a um, what's it, an uh, IRA? Is that is that uh-huh. right? Yeah, um, and maybe choose a particular mutual fund or index fund for you. Because I'm not licensed in that space, I'm not able to provide specific advice around that. So yeah. an advisor will help in that space. So so that's good. And 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 what I like to do with my clients is you know point point them in a direction that they can yes go speak to an advisor to help them set up a particular account yeah. and maybe go into a particular fund. But I'm all about speaking about general concepts, getting people equipped, um, increasing their financial literacy. Um, and helping them feel empowered. So I want to take them, look at their financial goals, see where they want to go, look at where they are now and help build a foundation um, to bridge that gap and to be able to let them move forward. So, you know, introduce them to an emergency savings account, come up with a plan to pay off some debt. Um, whereas a financial advisor may be just interested in saying, okay, I'm going to take your money and we're going to invest it in ABC index fund. Right. And that's, and that's all they do. Yeah. Um, so thank you for breaking that down too, because I think it's important to kind of understand, uh, the, you know, kind of each, each side of that. Um, one of the things I, I just, I just thought of too, in, in, in noticed in some of the notes here too, is, is shame, Right. Um, we had a lot of shame when we were drinking, when we were using drugs. I know like for me, I was waking up every day feeling remorse, guilt, shame, a big one, just about the, the doing that same thing over and over. I think shame around money is a real thing for a lot of people. We have buyer's remorse. We hear that a lot, or we have guilt that we spent too much or we don't have enough or we're in debt or whatever. Um, what are like you mentioned here, the sooner you talk about it, the better, how do we work around some of those things? And I would imagine that's probably some of the things you work on with your clients is, is dealing with some of that shame. Yeah, no. Yeah. Shame, shame comes up. It does come up a lot. You know, it's a big, it's a big, it's a powerful emotion. It's a very destructive one. Um, and I know from my own experience how it just it paralyzed me. Um, shame hates the light. And, uh, you know, so talking about it as soon as possible is, you know, I know it's hard, um, especially around debt, because people are, you know, I got thinking of one particular client. He, he was in quite a lot of debt and uh, he just didn't want to even... Um, admit it right yeah. it was just kind of like you know what like let's talk about something else 
Um, and uh, it, it was just that that feeling that comes with, oh, I'm not, uh, what have I done? I, I'm not uh, good enough and, and yeah. so on. And, and so shame can can keep us paralyzed and, and stop us in our tracks, right? So yeah. the best way to deal with it, I find, is just to start talking about it, opening up. Um, and that could be a process, right? Um, but the sooner you talk about it, then it, there's this release, right? And you're able to now, when you have someone in your corner, and I always tell my clients, I'm here to support you. I'm here, I'm here on, your, on your side. Let's yeah. work together. Working together and co-creating something is a lot easier than trying to figure this stuff out on our own. And I feel like sometimes when we're in that space, we feel like we're the only person, right, oh, that, yeah. that's going through this. Yeah. 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 So, so when you, when you're working with somebody and you kind of you, you talked about, you know, the, 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 the marathon, right. We're going through these steps. We're working these things out. So let's say you get to the step where you finally get them to talking about some of the shame or some of the issues, the debt, like whatever it is in that specific scenario. Mm -hmm. Do you find that once you start talking to them about that stuff, once they actually, I should kind of say once they start talking about it does it have an influence on their self-esteem their confidence maybe their relationships as they're kind of working through some of that stuff can you you when you open up about it you start to see some of that growth yeah exactly yeah yeah you know and there's uh it, it's it may not happen initially but there's now there's space right uh, you've created space for 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 that that growth to happen. Yeah. Um, but before we don't talk about it, there's no space for that growth to happen at all. So the moment you open up about it, um, it's amazing how things can change and shift, and that feeling of relief can happen. And then yes, the self esteem, because feeling like okay, it's possible now. Because that's that's uh, we can be in a place where it's not possible. I'm a failure. Yeah. Um, I'm never going to get out of debt. I'm going to stay like this forever. And that's, that space is such a horrible place to be, but realizing that, oh yeah, I can do it. It's possible. And, uh, I've got someone here to help me. Wow. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the attitude changes. There's a shift. Um, people start to light up and they think, okay, yeah, this is possible. And yeah. yes, the self-esteem will start coming back and the confidence. So yeah, I mean, it affects us emotionally, right? I mean, this money is, is, is uh, it's not just a, a tool that we use. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it affects us emotionally and mentally and spiritually, right? Yeah. So we, we've got to be talking about it. We've got to be opening up about it and sharing and saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm putting up my hand. I need help here. I need help. Yeah. What can I do? You said a uh, self-esteem and it's funny when, when we're, when we're in treatment or when we're in different aspects of life and we hear these trigger words that come up and may, they, maybe they, you know, maybe you have one and it you ultimately go to when I hear self-esteem, I go back to my time in, uh, in, uh, in treatment. And we would say it as a group, how do we build self-esteem by doing esteemable acts? And it's like, yes, it's yeah, so it true is. by doing esteemable acts. And it kind of leads me to this next question here about giving back. Like when, when we're giving, like, why is that so important when it comes, uh, to, to our money, making sure that we're giving as well? Yes. Yeah. I mean, giving, I mean, the, what, 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 uh, my experience of giving back and I tithe uh, to my church yeah. and uh, it's such a, it's such a wonderful, firstly, I have an opportunity to do that and to give back. Um, but I know through my own being of service and, and helping people in recovery, 
uh, in the rooms, um, doing service work, whatever, you know, you get so much in return, right? I mean, it's yeah. not, and it may not be money, but it's, it's that, 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 that joy that you might be experiencing. All of a sudden, the, the worries that you came into the meeting have been lifted and you're not concerned about those sort of things. But I also know that I've always been worried about like, say my budget, right? In terms of, oh, if I give this money to the church, I don't know if I'm going to be able to meet all my expenses now. Yeah. But you know what? The times that I've done that, every time my expenses have been met, it's been sorted out. It's been yeah. done. You know, that money comes back. Yeah. And uh, I think that's important that us, where we in a position where we do have money, that we're able to give it back and share and yeah. be of service to to one another because that's a huge principle of recovery, and mm-hmm. I really want to bring that into my coaching too because it's 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 a fundamental to yeah. to what I want to achieve um, is yes, giving back, having the opportunity yeah. to do so. I, I love that because I struggle with the same thing. Like, well, man, what, what if I if I give this, then I might not have <laughs> enough for that. Or it's funny. I, I can't remember if it was my sponsor or one of, one of my buddies. They said, "Man, like, when does God ever let you down?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, that's right. It didn't work out maybe like I exactly expected it to, but He's never let me down. It's always worked out somehow, some way or another." So I think having that, you know, that that faith and that uh, ability to just understand that um it's going to be okay it's going to work out you know what i mean and we we come with that giving spirit definitely helps uh helps a whole lot um i one of the questions i wanted to ask you about was was eating out like that's probably what the most thing that we spend a, a bit a good yeah. chunk of money on like i love there's a place in here in huntington beach called sancho's tacos i eat there three days in a row <laughs> i spend, <laughs> spend a whole ton of money but i mean enough for lunch and then dinner one night and lunch you know and uh do you find that eating out is a is a big uh a big um a big one for people you know in, in spending money yeah I, well it's certainly for me yeah too, you know uh, <laughs> yeah it's um, tough. Gosh, yeah. I mean, the convenience of it all, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to cook uh, and clean. Yep. Uh, someone else is doing it for you. This is wonderful. Yeah. Um, and then also Uber Eats. Oh, yeah. Delivered. Uh, have it delivered. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. I mean, the convenience is, is wonderful. So, yeah, it's so tempting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, it's it's something that I have to be mindful of because, it, yeah, you know, even yeah. I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I can get into trouble that way so quickly because, yeah. uh, you know, what, what's one, what's eating out once a week for I'm going to do. And then geez, I look at my budget and I'm thinking, Oh man, okay, well that's that I shouldn't be doing that uh, as often as I am yeah. and I need to cut back. Um, so it's kind so, of just about yeah. making those adjustments though, right? That's kind of what you're saying. Like yeah. we're not, we're never going to be perfect at anything we do, you know? And, and so as long as we're kind of mindful of what we're doing, our habits, we can go back and look and go, Oh yeah, last month I spent a little bit too much here. I need to adjust that. So we're just constantly kind of working on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, it's, you know, progress, not perfection. Yeah. We're just, yeah, you know, right. it's, it's a journey. We're thinking, okay, yeah. And, and not to be hard on ourselves too, because then we're bringing in shame into the whole thing as well. Right. And that's yeah. not going to help. Certainly doesn't help me when I think oh, I'm a failure. I didn't get it right. I didn't get a hundred percent perfect. You know, we're human beings at the end of the day. I think yeah. it just, we, as long as we have a willingness to want to um, improve, get better um, and, it, you know, paying off things as, as quickly as possible. Um, yeah. And if we can go out, it's nothing better than being able to go out, paying cash for it, 
and knowing that it's in my budget and I, yeah. and I, and I'm going to be okay. I mean, the feelings that come with that is like, yeah, the self-confidence, the self-esteem yeah. that comes with it. Right. But if you're doing it and it's always stressful afterwards and things like that, you got to kind of look at it and think, well, is it adding value to my life? Yeah. Maybe it's not. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I got to cut back because actually that's going to improve, improve my, my quality of life. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I got I got to give a little shout out to my wife though too cuz she's the budgeter, you know. She uh she's the, she's really good about do, doing like okay, we have X amount of dollars for this week. We're doing X, Y, and Z. And uh, I'm a little bit more like, yeah, I'm just going to go to Sancho's three times a week. Yeah, but we com- <laughs> we complement each other well and we're not perfect and I think that's kind of the point, right? Is what you're saying is we're making that progress. We're not we're not perfect at it, but as long as we're moving in the right direction, and we have some guidance, yeah. we have some, some guidelines, um, we can, we can definitely get better and better as, as we go on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. What, so if, if someone, um, you know, if someone wants to, to reach out to you or they want some more information, uh, what's the best place to, uh, to get in touch with you at, to, uh, find more information about your coaching program or, uh, just your story in recovery, uh, where, where would yeah. they do that? Yeah, I mean, you can email me. My email address is paul at paulruecoaching.com. Um, my website is paulruecoaching.com. And I've got an uh, Instagram handle is masterpru. Um, and at Facebook, uh, it's facebook.com slash paulruecoaching. So that's, that's where you can reach me. But my email is, is probably the easiest. Um, yeah. And my website. Yeah. Okay. I gotta make sure I have the email in here. Okay, no, I have the website, uh, and I'll, so I'll, I'll get that when we're done. I didn't have that uh, added in here already, but yeah, we'll we'll cool. make sure that we put that in the show notes as well, so you can uh, so you can reach out to Paul if you want to very easily. Man, this has been great, dude. Like fi- finances is always so tough for for people to talk about. I know it's been you know it's been a struggle of my my wife and I's for. Um, you know, and, and we're just, we're, we're just in the last couple of years, I've been sober, let's see, almost eight years now. And so the, the first five or six years, man, um, changing those thought patterns, um, is mm. one of the biggest things. And I guess that comes with anything, whether it's finances or recovery or, or anything in life is, is kind of unlearning some of those old things, but I still go back to, um, still go back to those old ways of thinking sometimes, you know, like I'll give you an example. I, um, there was a long period of time where I drove, you know, intoxicated with no insurance, no license. And so I became a professional at looking in the rearview mirror to make sure that there was no police by me that I was like, you know, I just, it was just a way how I drove. And so every once in a while I'll be driving along And thank God, you know, I have a license. I'm not intoxicated. I have insurance. I'm a responsible human being, right? To some extent. And I still catch myself like looking in the rear, looking in the rear view mirror. And I'm like, man, like, you know, so we go back to some of those old patterns. And I think what, you know, I think what you help people do is um, to get on a track where they are constantly improving and constantly being aware, at least of those spending habits, the, the debt habits, all those types of things that they're able to recognize them when they pop up. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just starting with self-awareness and just yeah. being aware of what, what's happening and how do I operate? And yeah. uh, from there we can move forward and how do I, how can I improve? I mean, that's just to see where you're at and, and not being hard on yourself and in, in the process oh, that's too. That's good. Yeah. 
yeah, that's good. Giving ourselves grace and being able to uh, to kind of understand that we're going to make mistakes along the way, and we just got to recognize them and, and kind of move on. Um, yeah, good good stuff, Paul. Man, I really appreciate you coming on the show today. Um, anything you want to add before we uh, before we wrap up today? Um, yeah, no, I just wanted to to say thank you so much, Shane. I really appreciate the opportunity. This has been awesome, you know. And uh, I think uh, what I just want to say is 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 it's important that we start talking about money and 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 yeah. you know lifting the shame around it um, and being able to ask for help when we need it. Um, because you know, there is help available and, uh, you, you, you can reach out and, and, and get the help that you need. Um, so the sooner you talk about it, the sooner things can move and improve your situation. You know, my sponsor always said to me, nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm, So I got to think, okay, well, how can I move forward? How can I change my situation? Well, maybe I got to do some actions that might feel uncomfortable, but it's actually going to help me in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. Well, I appreciate you once again, um, folks. If you want to check out Paul's coaching program, it's Paul paulruxcoaching.com. Uh, once again, Instagram, Facebook, and the email address. We'll put all those in the show notes for you as well, as well as the Addiction Diaries book if you want to check that out. Uh, Paul, man, it's been so great to have you on the show, man. Thank you so much, dude. I appreciate it, and I uh, hope to have you back again sometime. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, Shane. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning in today. Share the podcast with a friend. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. And connect with us on Instagram at thatsoberguypodcast. Join the Locals app. Great sober community in there. Peace, love, and respect. Keep your blood clean. You're